Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. Anyway, there's a new update to read. It's, it was the 11-26-20. Well-traveled adventurers might not consider Takaback large and aggressive birds of prey as I am familiar with, to be edible, but they would be wrong for a limited time, right around Thanksgiving, coincidentally enough. The Boomerang Tavern near Swarway Billabong, southwest Tulsa, is serving a special roast tackerback meal. How the tavern, ca- tavern came about such an ample supply of tackerback is not known. And no questions to that effect will be answered. Oh, now I want to know. Okay. Let's get to Southwest Tyser. Swarway Billabong. Which is a fun thing to say. The Boomerang Tavern. Set back from a broad stony path that runs east towards Swarway Billabong and west to a road that meanders to the very heart of Fenmarch. The Boomerang Tavern has long been a favourite stopover for travellers passing through this region of Crownhold. The two-storey log structure, its overhanging roof providing a wide sheltered walkway, has a stone chimney from which streams of a thin from which streams a thin, steady column of smoke. Its wombs, windows flicker with the glow of its fire, offering a promise of refuge and replenishment to anyone seeking a rest from their journeys. A handful of tables and chairs have been set up beneath the trees that flank, flank the tavern and are often, as weather permits, used by the boomerang's road-weary patrons. The wooden sign attached to two lengths of black chain dangles from a door near the foot of the path leading up to the caravan's front door. Oh, oh sorry about that. Examine the sign. Emblazoned across the trio of planks to make up, make up the dangling sign is the following. The Boomerang Tavern. Property of Gregor, who is probably one of the most powerful characters in the entire game. <laughs> Generate you if you can get a boost, he's got it. Which is why he has this tavern. 
Below the words is a deep branding that depicts a boomerang. There's a link for that. Windcarver. Boomerang. These ancient Vorathan weapons, seldom deployed in the current age due to the difficulty of crafting them and the skill required to use them, are both versatile and deadly. The typical windcarver, commonly referred to as a boomerang throughout the North Broadlands, consists of a piece of flat, curved wood, honed and balanced, so it can be accurately thrown at a great distance. Traditionally, the outside edge, edge of a windcarver is fitted with a thin metal blade that made being struck by the weapon a dangerous and often fatal encounter. For mostly utilised for its ranged attack abilities, wind carvers are versatile and can be wielded by a skilled combatant as a melee weapon. Ooh, but not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Alright, visit Gregor's Fountain of Fortune. That's right. He's got his own fountain next to his own pub. Own tavern. Lucky, lucky, lucky Gregor. Eh? I only have a... Well, not me personally, but the you know, the character I play has a tavern, but no fountain. The Grand Fountain. It's, th it's three tiered bowls affixed to the blade of a towering sculpted sword casts its shadow over a lush garden of brightly hued flowers and crawling vines. Link for the flowers. According to the many and ver among the many and varied flowers that make up the lush garden surrounding the fountain, you spot two remarkably rare specimens of orchid. The smoke whisper and the blue flame. While both orchids are said to possess healing properties, the blue flame variety is believed to be able to cure conditions of the mind. And the link for the vines. You adeptly identify one of the clawing vines that's affixed itself to the fountain's base as a particularly troublesome sort known as Tomb Reach. While Tomb Reach possesses little threat to the living, the sinister plant has been known been known to feast its snaking tendrils into, into graves and crypts, where it then proceeds to slowly feast upon any remains it encounters. Alright then. The imposing landmark, a monument honouring Gregor, one of the age's most celebrated adventurers, is one of several fountains of fortune scattered throughout Telsa. Four streams of sparkling water spill out through the square openings at the top of the upturned sword's ornate hilt. Noisily splashing down onto the sto stone bones before collecting in the circular basin at the foot of the mountain. Drinking from... Drinking from the fountain is said to bespell a blessing of good fortune. Drink from the fountain! Leaning over the edge of the basin, you scoop up a handful of the sparkling water and take several long sips of the shimmering liquid. Almost instantly, a strange feeling wells up inside of you. The sensation swiftly passes, leaving you in possession of renewed vigour and clarity of purpose. The ancient magic of the fountain's water was now coursing through you for the next 24 hours, providing you with this wondrous benefits. Gregor's intrepid fortune is added. That will do something, not sure what, but something. And plus one stamina points for 24 hours. And that... Is, is something that they know what it is. Alright, step away from the fountain. 
Okay, time to enter the tavern itself. A large, four-sided fireplace dominates the centre of the tavern's spacious common room. The din of merriment, the mingled aromas of spiced palo and steamed marron, and the clatter of tankards crafted an atmosphere ripe for relaxation, and perhaps a bit of intrigue. A motley assemblage of folks, largely comprised of travellers whose journeys have momentarily adjoined here, fill the bustling space. The tavern's proprietor, the legendary adventurer Gregor, can sometimes be found amongst the crowd of patrons, greeting those those gold flows into the tavern's ever-swelling coffers. The tavern keeper. Grey-haired man named Sarabor ceased to the operation on behalf of this illustrious owner. Alright, I guess I'll converse with Sarabor first. Sarabor is friendly enough, though he immediately senses he's preoccupied by something. He politely inquires about any use you may have inquired in your travels throughout the kingdom, and he in turn fills you in on a few bits of local gossip. Ask if something is bothering him. Serebor tells you that over the last several weeks, strange noises have been heard coming from the tavern cellar. I'll report it to Gregor, he says, making mention of the tavern's illustrious puppeteer, but I'm rather not alarming over it. I'm not one to be easily bent out of shape about such things. And for a while the noises shots stopped, but they've returned. With a vengeance, you might say. And to make it worse, some of our guests have begun to notice. When you inquire about the nature of the noise, Sarbor seems reluctant to elaborate, though he ultimately provides a few telling details. Sarbor tells you that the noises, though strange and sinister, are difficult to describe. It's plain that something is moving about in the cellar, he said. His expression won a profound concern, and whatever it is, it shouldn't be there. You ask him if he's seen anything in the cellar that might explain the noises, and he immediately shakes his head. Yeah, I haven't, and I'd rather not see what it is, he says. I'm not cut out for that sort of thing, if you follow. Whatever it is, mind, it's getting worse. Salivore seemed... Saribor seems about to continue with the description of noises from the cellar when you suddenly interrupt, telling him that you'll investigate and see if you can determine the source of the unsettling sound. His eyes widen and a look of relief washes over his face. Well, I've certainly welcome your hope, he says, smiling. I'd rather not involve our esteemed landlord, as you might imagine. You're the capable sort, though, and no mistake. I'm sure you, you, sure you, you can have a look and tell me if you find anything down there. Very much appreciated, my friend. You'll tell Celebor not to worry, and you'll investigate the cellar to determine the source of the strange noises that have been plaguing the tavern. He wishes you luck and repeatedly thanks you before excusing himself and moving away to dutifully tend to the needs of the tavern's patrons. To investigate the tavern cellar, select the Adventures for this location option in the tavern, and look for Sounds from the Cellar. Okay. Adventures for this location, Sounds from the Cellar. What could be making those strange noises? Okay. Well, that's there. But that's not what I came here for. I will do that eventually. But not now. Firstly, I'll take a seat by the fire. You find an open spot on one of the long benches flanking the fireplace and spend the next small while with your legs stretched out towards the hearth. Casually observing the people who come and go from the tavern, you recognise several fellow adventurers among the front, bold souls who, like you, 
are doubtlessly in search of their next powerless exploit. Well, I'm in search of a delicious exploit, although peril may occur, because that just happens when you take up this profession. When the heat wafting from the fire becomes a bit too intense, you stand up and make your way to the far side of the crowded room. Right, buy food and drink. Unable to resist the alluring aromas of the tavern's scumptious victuals, you seek out an empty seat at a table near the fire and are soon tended by Lalkri, a willowy, attractive serving girl, those green, thick cloth apron is adorned with countless food and paleo stains. A long, thin scar runs down the left side of her face, which you've warned is something she acquired while fending off the unwanted advance of a surly brigand several years ago. A fiend, she subscribes sacredly and deftly, dispatched with a dagger she keeps strapped to her lower right leg. Arthur quickly recites a list of available food and drink, then impatiently waits for you to make your suggestion. Alright, there's some options here. There's the roast tackerbuck. There's steamed mowan and vegetables. I don't even know what mowan is. Maybe I'll, I'll actually pause while I look that up. Okay, I've looked it up. It's a type of crayfish. Good. Now, now, if I do eat it, you'll all be imagining the white thing. I thought it was some sort of vegetable. Oh, that's me for you. Very silly man. Order the stew, order the fire blackened drum fish, or I could order something to drink instead. Or I could just go away, but then I think I'll have annoyed someone. Time to order the roast tacker back. You can tell it's important because it's in bold. And it costs 10 gold tokens. The roast tackerback meal is more than, your, than just your typical bird of prey, much more. Served on a bed of steamed greens and honey-drenched baked carrots, the perfectly cooked bird of prey is complemented by several other delectable side dishes that are equally tantalising. In addition to the roasted tackerback, your table is laid with bowls and plates, bearing several heaping helpings of baked apples, pickled ebbs, an enormous wedge of semi-soft green cheese, and a lumpy mountain of spiced bread pudding, with a tankard of the frothing house ale near at hand. You prepare to dive in and make short work of this of the splendid feast. I want a feast. I'll get a feast eventually. But since I'm British, you only have turkey once a year. Which is good news for the turkeys, I guess. Well, unless unless you buy turkey twizzlers <laughs> but I don't think you're supposed to buy those you gaze across the table before you marvelling at the wondrous assortment of delectable dishes that comprise the small feast after careful contemplation you prepare to tuck in and enjoy each hearty morsel but with what will you start I can set about the roast tackerback, dig into the baked apples, gobble up the pickled eggs, and have at the semi-soft green cheese, or attend to the spiced bread pudding. Mm, I like to start with something a bit lighter. Gobble up the pickled eggs. The pickled eggs, despite their somewhat peculiar bluish hue, are both satisfying and delicious, having ravishly consumed the entire bowl of pickle goodness. You release a contented sigh and lean back slightly in your chair.
you look across the table at the four dishes that remain, still surprised to have encountered such fare in a tavern. Such sumptuous fare in a tavern, even a tavern as reputable as the boomerang. You carefully consider your next move. Dig into the semi-soft green cheese. The semi-soft wedge of green cheese is much like you might expect. It is both semi-soft and quite green. Although its pungent aroma needs something to be desired. Well, it's not a really good cheese if it doesn't smell, now is it? You can't fault the cheese's truly remarkable flavour. Ah, oh, now I want to eat cheese too! Before you know it, you've consumed almost every last green morsel. That's, that's not how I would I would eat a thief. I'd usually mix mix go between the things. Usually trying to have a bit trying to make it so every fork through has at least two things on it. Alright. Staring at the three delicious that are left. You find it difficult to choose which of them you'll tackle next. You're almost entirely oblivious to the sights and sounds of the bustling tavern as you round you as you contemplate that most serious of decisions. Alright, tackerback, baked apples or spiced bread pudding. Mm. Definitely gonna do the tackerback. The bread pudding last onto the tackerback. The roast tackerback is both succulent and full of flavour, through not the sort of gamey flavour you're expecting. Now, you savour each and every bite of the well cooked bird of prey, pausing to only pick your way past the sizeable bones found throughout the flame ravaged carcass. When you're finished, there's plenty. Precious little left that's edible on the large, greasy plate. Okay. Only two dishes remain on the table in front of you. And it would be, wouldn't it be truthful to say you're not feeling more than a little full? But I am a hero, and heroes never surrender! They carry on, no matter how damaging it may be to their health. And... <laughs> And they will, I will not be defeated by this meal. Unwilling to let such good fare go to waste, you quickly make up your mind about which of the dishes is to be next. I'll gobble up the baked apples. The baked apples, soaked in ale and slowly roasted on a hearth, proved to be a simple but delectable dish. Long after you've finished your last bite of the warm and tender sliced fruit, its gentle, sweet tang lingers on your tongue. A single dish remains on the table, and even the notion of attempting to devour it is indeed daunting. Holding back a belt for no particular reason, you prepare to draw the lone dish over to your edge of the table and finish what you started. Gobble up the spiced bread pudding. To describe the spiced bread pudding as lumpy would do the confection a grave injustice. To describe it as mountainous would be nearer the mark. Chewy, sweet, and ever so filling. But I'm already rolled up. The pudding is among the best you've ever had the good fortune to taste. Needless to stay, you leave the bowl clean. And I mean really clean. I mean, I wipe my feet, I put my I scrape it. I leave not one atom of the thing left in the bowl. I might even actually lick it clean. Only crumb-strewn plates and empty bowls remain before you on the table. 
the remnants of a meal, the likes of which you haven't seen in many a years, to waiting a few minutes for the end. The inevitable offset of a minor episode of indigestion. You steady yourself and slowly push back your chair, thinking perhaps you'll skip breakfast tomorrow. Push your chair back from the table. Suddenly. Just as you're about to wise a young woman who's been bursting about collecting empty tacos from nearby tables moves, moves over and fixes you a quizzical stare. You haven't had your pie, she says, as if the very notion of the apparent misdeed is an affront to common decency. I'll say that's rather poor showing your account. No one has had our roast tackabike without finishing the affair with a piece of our pie. You stay put and I'll fix it. Fetch it. Okay. I could remain... I could say I'm too full for pie. But a real man and a true hero is never too full for pie. Even if you have to... Have to somehow... Even if you had to squish it in so much, you end with a bit of neutronium in the corner of your stomach. You, f- you squeeze it in somehow. Remain seated as she has requested. The young woman nods and smiles. Her pale green eyes seem to almost sparkle. I'll be right back with the pie. You'll like it. Everyone does. With that, she turns and darts off, disappearing into a back room. The room returns only a few moments later, carrying a wooden plate upon which is perched a wide wedge of bright orange pie. It's made of pumpkin, she says, simultaneously placing the plate before you. Go on, have at it. Something of a speciality around here. Very popular. Little bites now. Safer to take small bites, you know. You look up and ask her what the other ingredients went into the pie. Only to discover she's no longer there. At that moment, the inexplicable compulsion to promptly desire the slice of pie takes hold of you. And you find yourself powerless to resist it. Well, that is the power of pie. Power of pie is to make everyone who sees it want to eat it. That is the power of pie. You carefully take your first bite of the orange custard-like pie. Crunch! Crack! You've lost one stamina point. Your teeth bite into something hard, hidden in the pie. And as you spit out your first mouthful, you're shocked. When your ornate silver wing lands amidst a glob of half-chewed pumpkin filling, you clean off the wing and examine it, and engraving along the face, face of the carved band depicts what appears to be a crab's claw inside the fiery circle. It's the silver sapphire wing. Ooh, it's nice. Five mil waiting. Four stanima points. This ornate silver wing bears an engraving that depicts an ang- angular outer f- along its angular outer face that depicts a crab crab claw against a circle of fire. You discovered this wing hidden in a slice of pumpkin pie served to you at the Boomerang Tavern. It's also a transmutable item. Which means I can take some of the bonuses from the item and give them to myself as permanent stat boosts. And its current stats, which are going to be changed when I have it transmuted, are 5 melee rating, 4 stamina points, and 1 survival in Zarthamore. Now that and that's not I'm not exactly sure what survival and Zaphomore will do, but it's certainly a good thing to have if I ever go into 
Zothamore. Which I will. I will go there because the, there's this giant crab. I mean, who wouldn't want to fight a giant crab with time powers to boot? And alloys. Oh, insectoid. That's like everything I've ever wanted in an adventure. Okay, now I'm, now I'm just going to look at my other wings. Let's see. Ryomar's wing of sorcery is better. Woundskin's wing is better. No, it's not. It's, only, it's one stamina point behind the band of Gruzilla. So it's not going it's not going to be equipped by me right now. So I'm gonna transmute it directly as soon as soon as I've finished this pie. You immediately turn your attention back to the slice of pie and regard the orange wedge with newfound suspicion. Wasting no time. Pull apart the remainder of the pie slice, and a sun to discover four more rings of various metals hidden within the orange pumpkin custard. You promptly clean and examine the four rings, bronze, gold, platinum and iron, and find that just like the silver rings, their faces each bear an engraving depicting a crab's claw inside a circle of fire. Alright, we've got the bronze fire wing. That is three stamina points, three melee rating, six stamina points, and one survival Zaphomore. This thick bronze wing bears an engraving along its broad face that depicts a crab's claw inside a circle of fire. You discover this wing hidden in a slice of pumpkin pie. Serve to you in Boomerang Tavern. Alright, next up is the Gold Sapphire Wing. Six melee waiting, which makes it better than some of than a lot of the wings I currently have. But three stamina points. And once again, it is transmutable and one survival in Zarthamore. This thin gold wing bears an engraving along its shiny face that depicts a crab's claw inside a circle of fire. You discover this wing hidden in a slice of pumpkin pie served to you at the Boomerang Tavern. The Platinum Sapphire Wing. Ooh, seven melee waiting and two stamina points. That's... Hmm. Definitely something to consider. This marred platinum wing bears an engraving along its battered face that depicts a crab claw inside a circle of fire. Also, once again, once survival in Zarthamore. We discovered this wing hidden in a slice of pumpkin pie served to you the Boomerang Tavern. Hmm. Yes, what could survival in Zarthamore do? I know it might give you more. Thing is, I don't, I don't think it'd be. I think it'd be more eliminating an inconvenient, eliminating difficulty, rather than being required, because people are going to go into Zarthamore and they're not going to have these wings, and they're going to still want to have. Play through the, play all the good stories there. I'm thinking like maybe in Zarthamore, maybe you have in the explorable areas you suffer a bit of you suffer some damage each explorable as the intense heat wears down wears down your endurance. But if you these survival things, they reduce that amount. And maybe you get it high enough, you don't take any damage at all. Alright, now for the Iron Sapphire Wing. Okay, that's two melee waiting and seven stamina points. This heavy wing bears an engraving along its pitted face that depicts a crab claw inside a circle of fire. 
You discovered this wing hidden in a slice of pumpkin pie. Served to you at Boomerang Tavern. Yep, two men are waiting. Seven standing points. One survivor in Zarphamore. All five of these wings are transmutable. Puzzled by this strange turn of events, you attempt to locate the woman who serves the pie. But no one seems to know her, know of her. And no one appears to have even the faintest notion about any sort of pie made from pumpkins. Hmm. I don't think... I don't think this is a regular pie. I think this was set up. And, you know, and since we know we're fighting someone with time powers... Makes sense that the people who want me to oppose him probably have a bit of time bending themselves. So it might be like that person in a choice of stones. Person who existed to pass me the stone and then didn't exist. Oh, I, I don't know. That, that, that's quite sombre. She might not ex even exist anymore. Hmm. I hope she doesn't... Oh. I hope she's here somewhere. Because not existing... That's a, that's a really big back downgrade from existing. I mean, usually. I mean, there's probably some states which where not existing is better than existing, but the overwhelming majority of the time, existing is better than not existing. Still perplexed, but now in possession of five rather remarkable wings, you resolve to put the matter of the unidentifiable woman and the curious dessert out of mind for the time being and enjoy the boomerang's familiar, friendly bustle. Sometime later, while engaged in a lively debate with several travellers about the particular merits and curses of coach travel, you fail to note a lurching figure that's been observing your every move quietly slip out of the tavern. Hmm, an agent of the clawed reach, perhaps? Yes, yes. Could be, could be. Thank you. Thank you for taking part in our Calloway Witch Thanksgiving-related scenario. The chronicles, the chroniclers who will one day wipe the legend of Zoop will be, honest, be able to honestly say that you ate roast tackerback and lived to tell the tale. Please note, the five wings you've just acquired are transmutable, and each bears a particular enchantment related to the realm of Zarthamore. Alright, transmutable. Transmutable items. Transmutable items can have a portion of their melee rating, stanima point, or never reserve bonuses drained away and turned into permanent stat bonuses for your adventure. I get I guess raising I guess raising agility body might or mind spiritual luck in this way might be a bit overpowered. Because because if you raise them that affects a lot. That makes everything easier. If only due to the XP bonuses. The, the, the item that is transmuted will permanently lose a portion of its bonuses that are drained away. The only known way to transmute the bonuses of a transmutable item is to bring the item to Thalradar Silver Scar, a maid specialising in transformation magic. Those towers are located in Heart Hill, southwest Tulsa, and that will be my next destination. Wishing you and yours happiness and health. Now and always, Matt, your humble game master. Okay, so 
I guess let's go get that I those items transmuted. There's still more to do in the Boomerang Tavern. But I think that I might finish that off in another episode. Because we've got we've got all those other foods to try. But I'm full up. I am full up. I am filled with pie. So I cannot eat anything more. So I'm going to have to have, to have a stroll to Silver Scar's Tower going waddling along. Boom, 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 boom. Barely able to see in front of me for how bloated my stomach is. Boom. I can't, goblin, I can't reach you, I'm so fat, I can't reach him, he's so fat, <laughs> visit, visit the tower, Florida Silver Tower, precariously perched at the southern edge of a steep, Sparsely forested hillock is the ruined tower that serves as both a home and workshop of the famed transmutationist Therada Silverstar. And that just transmutable ice and link again. A crumbling structure at the end of a path that snakes its way down the spine of a sharp wise was once a watchtower. Though only the first floor remains sound and serviceable. A wooden sign affixed to the tower next to the hokey open door is emblazed with the outline of an eye over a pair of furred scrolls. The door stands ajar. Enter the tower! The interior of the tower resembles a cluttered laboratory. Seated at a long table, the surface of which is covered with all manner of arcane paraphernalia, is Therada Silver Scar, toiling away at some small, intricate device. The dark-haired one woman, those enchanting her enchanting beauty at odds with her in famously frosty demeanour, looks up and acknowledges your arrival with a cough. With a cough. To what do I honour? To what do I owe the honour of this disruption, she says, promptly turning her attention to her previous endeavour. Ask the Ardua to look at your items. After looking over your various possessions, the Ardua tells you there are five items she would be able to transmute, should you desire her to. I could transmute all of them, some of them, one of them, or none of them. She says, tell me what you'd like me to do. Transmute the silver sapphire wing. Verda tells you that it will take her a few minutes to perform her transmutation magic on the silver sapphire wing, which will reduce it enchantment while bestowing upon you a permanent bonus. So previously, for being awaiting four stamina points, then it will have... No, five minute waiting, four stamina points. And that note's going to have four minute waiting, three stamina points. Doesn't actually matter since I'm never going to equip it. The permanent bonuses applied to your stats will be one minute waiting and one stamina points. Thorada warns you the transmutation is permanent and cannot be undone. You have to be certain it's what you want, she says. Well, is it? Transmute the silver sapphire wing. Valadra leads you into an adjacent room, the centre of which stands an ornate stone pedestal. Perched atop the pedestal, resting on an intricate iron stand, is a large crystal spear. The old woman instructs you to place the silver sapphire wing on a slab of wood lying at the foot of the pedestal. Once you've done this, she asks you to step back and close your eyes. Don't open them until they're silenced, she says. It's safer for you that way. 
and for me. A bane that you active. You close your eyes as Liadra moves towards the pedestal. Moments later, a soft, pulsing hum fills the womb, swiftly increasing in both frequency and volume. Without warning, a fierce wave of hot air rushes past you, followed almost instantly by a surge of frigid wind. The pulsing hum reaches reaches a near-deafening crescendo before abruptly falling silent. You can open your eyes, says the outer. It's done. How do you feel? You look no worse for the experience. Which is always something I like to see. The silver sapphire wind has been transmuted! Melee rating from 5 to 4. Stamina points from 4 to 3. I've gained one melee waiting and one stunner point. Thralda picks up and hands hand, and hands to you the silver sapphire wing. There you are. Not much worse for having been through that, she says. Alright. Alright, now the bronze sapphire wing. Yeah, it's the same. Three melee waiting, six stunner points to two melee waiting and five Stanima points, and I gain one of each. Transmute it. It's it's the same as the previous one. Yeah, one. Okay. Look at the items. Gold Sapphire Wing, six three to five two. Transmute. And then another one. The Stanima rating in one Stanima points. Now the Platinum Zephyr Wing. Alright, it goes from 7-2 to 6-1. Alright, transmute the Platinum Zephyr Wing. Alright. Alright, don't listen, have a look. Alright, one extra, one extra melee rating of standard points. And then the last one, the Iron Sapphire Wing, from 2-7 to 1-1-6. To okay, and now I gain 1 melee rating and 1 stamina points. Very, very nice. Okay, and that, and I... She looks over your various possessions, Frada frowns and shakes her head. You got something interesting things there, to be sure, she says. But nothing transmutable. At least not anything I'm able to transmute. Converse with her. Frada seems reluctant to engage in casual banter, though it seems more agreeable conversation where the discussion involves her work as a transmutationist. Ask her about transmutation. You learn that Theradra, a gifted conjurer since she was a young girl, was recently cast out of the Grey Circle, following an irreconcilable disagreement with the Order over the safety and ethical concerns involving her use of transmutation magic. Fools who try to inhibit others from practising that which they themselves do not comprehend are fools of the most dangerous sort, she says. I'm not aware of anyone else utilising transmutation magic in the way that I am. But that does not invalidate my usage of it, Hilaria tells you, by using transmutation magic to siphon off a portion of an enchanted object's power. She's been able to build a vast store of magical health Electrical energy, which she hopes to soon put to good use. As to about the good use she mentioned, I hope it's not world domination. Because that, 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 that would be messy. That would spoil the surprise, he says, winking. Oh, it wouldn't be anything drastic. That's what he hinted at, of course. First, I'll have to figure out how to extract and manipulate the energy I've been storing. Unless I can do that, there's no hope of it being put to any use. 
Philata quickly changes the subject, feigning interest in your recent travels, betraying you, or telling you that only a minute or two she needs to return to her work. Okay, I don't think she wants to talk with me anymore. She prefers doing her arcane magical stuff. Bid her farewell and leave. Thurda acknowledges your impending departure with a curt nod. I'll be seeing you probably sooner than I hope, she says. Take care of yourself. With that, you exit the tower. Okay, and that is that. Now, alright, with, with those boosts, my melee rating is now 231. And my stamina points are 245. Now, one of my... I could boost my melee rating by one if I... if I swap in the... No, no, not the Platinum and Star Wing. Platinum and Sapphire Wing. If I swap that in for the Band of Garusa... But I'll be losing four stamina points. I don't think that's worth it. Okay, there we are. So, next time. Next time, well, we started off with the Boomerang Tavern, so I guess we should finish it. Because, I mean, okay, I've walked around a bit now. I have, to do, I have to do a lot of more work. I've got to build up my appetite again. And then I'll be able to try all the food and drink at the Boomerang Tavern. And do the adventure there. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.